series. It's an eight-week series called A Better Way. And basically what we're going to be doing is we're taking negative traits that we all kind of practice in a sense. Like we don't really mean to practice them, but we kind of live that way. And then we're finding out the better way from the scriptures. So in a few days, we celebrate Independence Day. The 4th of July, it celebrates the passage of the Declaration of Independence by the Continental Congress on July 4th, 1776. The Declaration announced the political separation of the 13 North American colonies from Great Britain. So the desire at that time, and obviously still is, is independence, right? Free from outside control, not depending on another's authority to rule. So which brings us to our first negative trait, and that is independence. And that doesn't seem very negative, but when we start to break it down from a biblical perspective, if we believe, personally, if we believe we are totally independent, it is a negative trait because we start to believe and feel we do not need God in our lives. We could take care of everything on our own. So when we become adults, we start to be independent, right? We start, I hope so, right? We start to be independent. And sometimes we become so independent that the thought of depending on anyone else brings up a few issues for us. The first is the fear of disappointment, right? We depend on others, and what happens? They let us down. So we depend on someone. I depended on you. I was hoping you would come through for me. And they let us down. When that happens too many times, our response becomes this. I can only depend on myself. I can only depend on myself. The second, and this is kind of common for men, but men and women as well, but for men, if I am not independent, others will think I am weak, okay? Any guys here want people to think you're weak? Anyone? Show of hands? No? Okay, good. Um, most dads know this feeling, right? Most dads know this feeling. Your kids depend on you, right? They'll call you anytime. And a lot of times, some of you dads might be in kind of like the situation that I'm in now with like kids that are being launched or like ready to be launched or older. So when you see the phone ring, right, what happens? You look at your phone, you're like, what's the problem? right? What's the problem? When these kids are calling, what is the problem, okay? So they'll call you. They'll depend on you. Something's acting up in their car. They need help with something. They need dad's strength, so to speak. And most of us dads realize, you know what? My kids and my wife depend on me. And when they can't depend on you, what happens? You may feel or look weak, and we don't want that, right? So as adults, we condition ourselves not to depend on anyone else except ourselves. But then we eventually come to the realization that we're not equipped to handle everything that comes our way. We, we hit a roadblock, so to speak. A very good friend of mine, in his testimony he shared with me, he told me his breaking point is when they were expecting their first child and they had a very late-term miscarriage to the point where they had the nursery and everything all ready for this new baby to come. He said that after they lost the baby, he went into that nursery, literally fell to his knees and said, God, I need you. I can't fix, fix this. I, depend, I need to depend on you. As a young man, he said this was his first adult experience of having something happen that he had absolutely no power to take care of. He had to depend on God. 
So rather than trying to be independent, today what I want to look at is the better way is this. The better way is dependence on God. So now the first step that we have to learn about dependence on God is obviously to trust in Jesus. So Paul says this. He says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. So notice what Paul says here. He says, I live by faith in the Son of God. In other words, I live in dependence on Jesus. Well, why can he do that? Well, because Jesus showed his dependability by dying for us. You hear this here every week, and if you're new, you'll hear this here every week going forward, right? And that is, we are all sinners in need of a Savior. Jesus is that Savior. He died on the cross to pay the price for our sins. Three days later, he rose from the grave to prove that he is God. And the scriptures teach us this, that all who believe will have eternal life. So we can depend on Jesus for our salvation. So when you trust in Jesus, you're depending on his, whoa, you're depending on him, you're depending on him to actually save you from your sins. But notice he says, I do not nullify the grace of God. He says, I do not nullify, meaning I do not make void. What Paul is saying here is, if I depend on my own works to save me, I am making void or canceling out the grace of God. And Jesus' death on the cross has no purpose whatsoever. That's what Paul is saying. So you and I, we can't work for our salvation. We can't work. We can't be good enough to be saved. We have to trust Jesus. We have to depend on him. For those of you that want to do everything yourself, that want to be independent, that want to say, I earned it, it was me who earned this, let me just tell you, you have to humble yourself and depend on the person and work of Jesus Christ. So if you trust in Jesus, you're a believer, right? You're a believer in Jesus. You're a Christian. So what I want to do is this, because in our Christian life, it doesn't stop there. We're like, okay, trust in Jesus, all good, right? So it doesn't stop there, right? We, we have salvation, but I want to answer two questions about dependence on God for living the Christian life. And the first question is this, why can we depend on God? So he asked, why can we depend on God? Now in February 2020, I preached a series called Psalms of Encouragement, or 2021, excuse me. I preached a series called Psalms of Encouragement. And in that series, I preached through Psalm 121. And that Psalm was written by David, and it starts with this question. The question is this, I lift my eyes up to the hills, from where does my help come from? The song that we just sang, right, I will lift my eyes, that was, that's based on this psalm. So basically what happens here is David asks, I lift my eyes up to the hills, from where does my help come from? So in the following eight verses, David answers where his help comes from, but it also answers our question, why can we depend on God? So you might be asking, like, you know, I, I need to depend on myself. Well, there's this God. Why can I depend on him? Like, what, what, what has he done? Like, who is he? What's his character? Why can I depend on God? So, listen, being I preached this in depth back in 2021, I'm just going to kind of give you a brief 
overview. And you can actually go back if you want in-depth. If you missed that one, couldn't remember it. A lot of times I actually go back to some of my sermons. I was like, wow, I preached that. Huh, I don't even remember that. Um, so here's the thing. You can go back to that sermon archive and listen to it. But what I want to do is I just want to give you the brief overview of why we can depend on God based upon this psalm. First is God is all-powerful, omnipotent. Psalm 121.2 says, My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and earth. You know what? Because God made the heavens and the earth, it displays his power. If he is powerful enough to create, he is powerful enough to handle anything and everything that you are dealing with. So you can depend on him. Second, as we move along in that psalm, God is all-knowing, omniscient. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So God is all-knowing. God is all-knowing, which reminds us that there is nothing he doesn't know. You may be going through something and you might think, no one can understand how I feel. No one can understand this situation, so therefore, there's no help for me. Well, God knows, and actually, you can depend on him, because he's not asleep on the job, basically, is what this is saying. He's not asleep on the job. He's there to help you. You can depend on him. Next, God is everywhere, omnipresent. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade. On your right hand, the sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. You know, God is everywhere. There is nowhere that we can be that we're away from him. You know, this is important to remember, isn't it, for us to know that, you know what, no matter where I run, no matter where I try to hide, no matter where I find myself, God is there. He is there, and I can depend on him. But this is also important to remember as a parent. Some of you are parents here, and your children get to that age where they start going places where you can't be there, right? You send them off to school, you send them somewhere, and you're like, oh no, who's going to take care of them? Guess who, okay? God is everywhere. Do you know he loves your kids more than you do? And you can't even believe that, but it's true, okay? He is everywhere, and you can depend on him for that. And the final thing in this psalm is God is in control, meaning he's sovereign. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. God is in control. Now, at the end of the day, we can depend on God because regardless of what happens, he's in control. This obviously raises other questions. I dealt with some of those when I preached through this passage, so we're not going to go there. But basically what this psalm tells us is these are reasons why you can depend on God. So next, I want to get a little deeper, and I want to answer this question. And the question is this. What should we depend on God for? What should we depend on God for? So even though we all might desire independence, our independence will obviously be challenged. And it will, will be challenged not only by outside influences, but it's also challenged by our lack of ability. Like my good friend that said, there, I, I had no ability to fix this. So basically, not only can we depend on God, but we actually should depend on him. Okay, think about that. Not only can we depend on him, 
we should. So it's kind of like commanded. You need to depend on me, is basically what God is saying to us. So the first thing we should depend on God for is strength. This is a very uh, popular passage in Isaiah, and it says this. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know, we all need spiritual strength to do what we need to do and what we actually should do. To respond in the ways that God desires us to respond and to live a life that's pleasing to him. You know, sometimes you hear things at church or you, you'll hear things in your, you read things in your devotion or maybe you're listening to a radio preacher or something like that and they'll suggest or will suggest, okay, this is what you should be doing and you're like, I can't do that, okay? Like, I, I can't see myself doing that. Well, the truth is you need to depend on God for the strength to actually do that. Some of you might think that when you're, when you're studying the word, you're like, I can't understand this. Well, pray to God for strength to understand what his word has to say. Maybe you're going through a very difficult time. Maybe it's an illness. Maybe you're physically sick and you're like, I can't handle going through this. Well, you know what? You have to pray to God for strength and depend on him. Sometimes that takes patience. It's waiting for God to help us. Have you ever been there? You're asking God for help, and it doesn't seem to be coming as quick as we want it to, and pretty much as quick as I want things to happen are pretty much like that, right? So if it doesn't happen like that, right, um, I have to be patient, okay? And sometimes in our, in our waiting, we get discouraged. And we feel we're waiting too long for God. But you know what? God is using those times of waiting to actually teach us. To actually teach us and learn. And in many senses, here's what happens. And you know this to be true. Even though it's hard to apply when you're facing something that you need strength for. When you look back at your life and you see things happen and you see how you became spiritually stronger through those things... God actually works with you, right? When you're, when you're patiently waiting and asking him for strength, you're going head to head with something difficult that you can't handle. And now all of a sudden, God is giving you the spiritual strength because you're waiting on him, you're praying to him, and you're asking him. You should depend on him for strength. That's what he wants. And guess what? The, the stronger you become spiritually, when the next thing comes, guess what? you're in a better situation and ready to handle it. Not saying that you're going to be able to handle it by yourself, right? We never get so strong that we don't need God. But we, could, we can depend on him, or we should depend on him for strength. Now, a more popular verse, I preach on this one a bunch of different times, is uh, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This doesn't mean we could do anything it simply means that Jesus will give you the strength to do what needs to be done to endure what you're dealing with. You know what? When we're looking at a situation or circumstance and think to ourselves and think to ourselves, I don't have the strength, just remember you don't, okay? You don't have the strength, but you can depend on God to give you his strength. It's actually promised to you. 
The next thing we should depend on God for is effectiveness. We all want to be effective, right? We all want to be effective. Be an effective parent, an effective worker, an effective spouse, an effective student, sibling, child. Whatever our role in life is, I think we all desire to be effective, don't we? I mean, yeah, you guys awake this morning? We, you know, we, we all want to be effective, right? We all want to be the best we can be. That's why we have this thing in our culture called influencer. Have you heard of this social media phenomenon? Social media influencers, right? People that do something special, wear certain things, or live a certain kind of life, they build a following of people that are entertained by them, but the truth is a lot of those people want to be like them because they are effective people. So we look at them and say, ooh, I would like to be like that. I'm going to start working out. I would like to be like that. I'm going to start eating better. I would like to be like that. I'm going to start studying more. I would like, you know what I mean? So we have this. So it's not a bad thing, right? It's, it's, it's an effective thing. Like we want to be more effective. So here's what happens in that influencer culture. They start making money from their sponsors and the social platforms, and it gives them more influence, so they become sometimes more effective. Because this is our culture, we think, oh, in order to be effective, I need to learn from these people. But the truth is, in order for us to be effective, we need to depend on Jesus. The truth is, in order for us to be effective, we need to depend on Jesus. Jesus has something for you, right? And he wants you to be effective in it. So here's what he says. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, what's Jesus talking about here? What's he talking about here? I think he's teaching us that in every and any situation or in every area of our lives, we need to put him first and then we will be effective. You get that? In all your situations of life, you need to put Jesus first. Put him first in your marriage. You want a good marriage? Put Jesus first, okay? Put him first in your parenting. You want to be a good parent? Put Jesus first. Put him first in your career. You want to be a good worker? Some of you are like, well, I don't, I don't do ministry. Like, I'm not, a voc- I'm not a pastor or a missionary. So what do I got to put Jesus first for? Well, guess what? The best secular workers put Jesus first, okay? The best Christian workers in secular environments put Jesus first. You want the best friendships? Put Jesus first. In our, in our hobbies, put Jesus first. Whatever you do, every single activity of the day, we need to strive to depend on Jesus to help us navigate whatever comes our way. When we don't, none of those areas will have spiritual effectiveness. You get that? You might do those things, and you might be pretty good at those things, but you're not seeing what Jesus calls is fruit. You might even be spinning your wheels. That's why some of you, when you go to work every day, you feel like this is purposeless. I'm just going here to make money, to live for the weekend. And then Monday morning, it starts all over. But if you look at your work as a ministry unto the Lord, all of a sudden, now you have purpose. Okay, I'm going to work today. You might be doing the most menial task, but you have coworkers, right? And God placed you in those coworkers' lives to actually talk with them, to actually be a testimony to them. You see how this works? So do you want to be effective? 
Yeah, you might want to be very effective and, and accomplish great things, but if you want to be spiritually effective, you're going to depend on Jesus in each situation. When we think we can do all these things without his help and be independent, we'll not see much fruit, if any at all. I think this may be the reason why highly effective people will reach and attain amazing goals and they feel, feel unfulfilled. Have you noticed this? And that's why they keep on trying to do other things, right? Like shooting people up into space, right? Oh, like, let's do this. Because they're unfulfilled, okay? And some of you look and like, they must be fulfilled because they have so much money. They're obviously not because they're burning money to find fulfillment. The goal of being effective in those areas was to bring attention to themselves. And for them, the sense of fulfillment really didn't deliver because then they, they accomplished something. And you might have been here before. You accomplished something. You thought, it's going to be great when I get this promotion. It's going to be great when this happens. It's going to be great when my kids go to this school or, or leave or whatever. Whatever you're thinking it's going to be, okay, here, here's what happens. There is not fulfillment when we leave Jesus out of it, when we don't depend on him. So there's no spiritual fruit. The next thing we need to depend on Jesus for is personal righteousness. We all know we're forgiven of our sin, but we all know that we still commit sin. We still struggle with sin. So when we trust in Jesus, we're declared righteous before God the Father. We studied that in Romans years and years ago, right? Because Jesus paid the price for our sin on the cross. In the eyes of the Father, he treats us if we have not sinned. That's why we're accepted into heaven. Jesus' death on the cross declares us spiritually righteous. But we know we still sin, and, we, and many times as believers, we forget that just like Jesus was able to pay for our sins, he's actually able to help us in our sin struggle. Okay, you get that? Sometimes, you know, we live in this guilt and shame, right? We think like, okay, I'm a Christian, and then when I do something wrong, like, I, I, should, I should feel guilt and shame, and Jesus doesn't want to be anywhere near me. But the truth is, is when you fall into sin, Jesus wants to be right there to help you. And actually, he is right there to help you and lift you up out of that miry pit, basically. So here's the answer to living righteous isn't try harder, okay? The answer to living in righteousness is actually depend on him. Some of you may have remembered this, committed this Bible verse to memory. In 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says this, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So if you're in a situation, you realize that God is right there with you, and he's given you the spiritual strength to resist the temptation. But if you're in this situation and you don't feel like you can muster up the spiritual strength, guess what the other option is? Get out, okay? Remember Joseph when he ran, left his coat behind, okay? He was like, I'm out of here, okay? God provides a way out. When we strive for independence, that's when pride slips in. 
when we think I could take this head on, that's when pride slips in and we think we don't need to depend on God. And if you haven't realized this already, things can go really bad pretty quickly when you wind up getting entangled in sin. Okay? Because sin layers up on sin, right? It just keeps on layering up. God is saying, depend on me. Okay? Jesus is saying, depend on me. I'm going to provide a way out. I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you options, okay? I'm going to help you with your strength. I'm going to help you in this situation. Just get yourself out of the situation if you don't feel that you can draw on my strength right now. So finally, this is a popular one, but we're not going to get too deep in it. We should depend on him with our worry. We have any warriors here? Oh no, <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? Worry's a tough one, right? Worry's a tough one. And, you know, when we worry, what do we do? We, we add days, right? We, we give ourselves more time. We um, help things, right? No, obviously Jesus says we don't. He said, who's going to add a single hour to our lives, right? By worrying. Like, worrying's not productive, not helpful. But worry happens when we realize in our independence we really can't handle something. Okay? When we realize in our independence, we really can't handle something, then we give too much time and too much mental energy thinking about the things that we can't control or things, these are the better ones, that will never happen. You ever done that? Worry, 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 and it never happens. So Peter says this, which is a statement of dependence when it comes to worry. It says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Right? That's who we can depend on. That's who we can, casting all our anxieties, all our worries. You know, if you're worried about something today, maybe it's a health thing, maybe it's a career thing, maybe it's a kid thing, maybe it's a work thing, maybe, it, I don't know what your issues are, but here's what you need to do. You need to cast it on him because he cares for you. We can depend on him. Don't be so independent that you say, I have to hold on to this and put so much mental energy into this right now in order to control it, which you have no control over. See how messed up we can get, right? We can get really messed up when we start to do this. And there's probably not a person in here that hasn't fallen into that trap, that hasn't just said, you know what, God, take this. I can't handle it. There's no shame in that. It's actually what God wants you to do. I'm going to give it to you. It's safe with you. You care about it. You care about me, and that's more important. So this morning, as we observe communion, here's what I want to do. As we observe communion, we do, we, we do this because we want to remember what Christ has done. Okay? The reason why we can depend on him, the fact that he died on the cross to pay the price for our sins. But as we're evaluating our lives, right? And I've said this during communion for a very, very long time, right? We're going to realize that we fall short in areas. And if we depend on our own efforts to have victory, independence, we're not going to be able to have victory. We're just not. It, we're just not equipped in ourselves to handle everything that comes our way. But by the grace of God, 
Jesus will help us. Jesus will give us strength. All those things that we learn, we have to realize, I need to depend on Jesus for this situation. The better way is not to depend on myself. The better way is to depend on Jesus. The Apostle Paul says, you know what? When I am weak, right, then I am strong in Christ. Okay? There's no shame in this. We need to depend on Christ. We need to depend on him. Independence is great for some things, right? I mean, obviously, we live in a great country. And part of this whole history and, and why we're here today, that's a great thing. But our dependence really needs to be on who Christ is. So as we, as we spend some time, um, I want to give you just a few moments to evaluate your own life and see where you're not depending on the Lord and how you need to confess that and depend on him. And then we'll partake together. On the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and broke it. He said, this is my body, given up for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me.